am, am I good enough? You know, I know what I can do in a year. What can I do in 90? And I, I know you guys got irritated. I was like, my bad. But probably um, the 90 day build off is parts flow. If you can get the parts fast enough, if you get stuck behind what you need, one thing, and there you are waiting for that one thing, that 90 days just gets burnt up so fast. If you got to wait, oh. if you have everything there, you can just hammer that sucker right through there in 90 days and do it. But if oh, you that's what wait, I, it, I tried to pile everything up and it was just a few pieces I was missing. And like, if we would have realized that the brakes row, because that's what we were fighting the last night in the shop was that the brakes weren't yep. working. I ended up just cutting it and just moving it ever so slightly. And that's what fixed everything. Well, you just needed that little bit more push on the pedal to get it to work. Yep. Right? <laughs> but now we're getting her road ready to start. So we're going to send her down to Texas and she's going to start going around, driving around the U S and we're going to, uh, we're at pushing empathy with it and going to kind of push that. And I think it'll be fun to bring that story full around back to the, back to the, the build off drive off. Yeah. Yeah. Cause she never got to do the full thousand miles. So now she's going to put in her thousand. Yeah. More than welcome <laughs> to drive with us. We do more on the road is better. So. Well, and that's what I love when we had them all lined up going down the road, it was so much fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. You gain so much attention. And I think if we throw so much variety at it, because if you're throwing old and new, you just kind of throw all across the board. You, you know what I mean? Because it, it yeah. gives you the the best video that Roadkill ever did but when, before they moved over to uh, Motor Trend um, was the Rat Rod versus the Lamborghini. Mm. And that was, they had millions and mil, like, I think it was like 236 million views on that video. Yeah. And it was just the comparison of the two. And it was just the neatness of it all. Yeah. So. watch that stuff when you put some that's a supercar up against a, a radical car or something like that it's yeah people want to watch that shit you know it's interesting <coughs> We're car guy so when did you what was your first car my first car i ever owned 71 el camino 350 turbo 350 in it tobo posi his uh 192 foot posi burn was the longest one I ever did with that one that's my first car it was fun. Yeah, Cody said he missed the first five minutes of audio. I saw him say that on the bottom. I was like, ah, we'll figure it out. Yeah. We'll, have to... <laughs> we'll just mime other stuff in, or we'll just, when we go to cut it to YouTube, we'll fix it all. Because yeah. we have, we're, but we, we might, we'll go back, to... we'll go back over some of the radical stuff later on. Because um, yeah. I want to make sure I get some of that for clips, because I want to put that out in smaller bits so we can push okay. it all year. Sure. You know, and help push the marketing and stuff like that. Because, I like I said, it was one of my favorite things we ever did. Like, I've taken trips with Hot Rodders and done some of those Lux Cruises and stuff like that. But it was more fun with the people. You know what I mean? It was more down to earth, more guys that are into the same kind of thing. It's not like Radical is different than rats. And I need people to understand that, like, rats are garbage. Like, you're not going to hop in a rat and drive a thousand miles two thousand miles all these cars that show up for radical i would trust to drive across the country all day every day and yeah. it was it was there it's a it's a version of those cars it's a way to express yourself in a car and have a car that can drive everywhere yeah and that's what makes a radical car really really special because all those people aren't worried about working on them they're not worried about this or that yeah they had to work out a couple bugs here and there but the cars are meant to be driven and that's the yep. beauty of them that's the main thing is drive the wheels out that sucker that's what when i talked to gene winfield about my event 
he's like, he's so happy. But to give me a big hug, he goes, you guys are driving cars. What a novel idea. Your guys are driving into SEMA. He goes, you know, back in the day, he was part of the big car show thing. And he was one of the guys that was building those cars that went on the trailer that got hauled to the show because they were so nice. Well, that evolved into out of control. How much, you know, you're cutting cars out of build aluminum. I mean, it just went, and now it's coming back to the true building of a car and actually driving it across the country, you know, show what you can do, you know. Oh, oh yeah. And that's the beauty of it. It's so much fun because it's, it, it's the people in like the experience you have with those people that have the same mindset. Mm-hmm. It's just about enjoying the scenery. We cruised down old route 66 and chilled at an old museum. And like, I had an old school hot rodder. We went to his shop is where we ended up cutting that brake pedal and yep. just meeting so many cool dudes, yep. you know, and just people pitching in across the way. And it was, you know, like we've made friends on that drive that I'm going to have probably the rest of my life. Exactly. That's what a lot of it is about. Hang out like-minded guys that love doing the same thing. And like I said, these events are making lifelong friends, you know, right back from when I started with Rat and Ron magazine, we started in 2011 driving with on the tours. I still have friends from that very first time down South. And then in the 12 going to Vegas and, you know, we just, and that is, hasn't stopped. You know, I left Rat Rod in 2015, 16, and we just went into Radical, and it's the same thing. Me and Pat have been driving everywhere, meeting all these new people, picking out people that are kind of in the Rat Rod scene, but they're above the Rat Rod scene. I don't think they even know it. They're just exceptional builders. And they're like, well, they're building out their own shop, and they really had the fame. No one has really noticed them or gave them the time to let them express themselves. And that's what we're doing is we're finding some really great guys in these backwoods buildings and they're building out of garages and they're building some extremely, extremely crazy stuff and they're driving right. wheels off them. That's the main thing. So I also love the fact that it brings other people in. Like there was a few builds that didn't happen, like, but they were, the concepts of them were beauty. Like when uh, John Ryan wanted to put that yeah. import engine in the back of that truck. Oh, crap. Oh, well, you're still there. You're, I haven't lost you. You still there? Oh, he disappeared. Yeah, we might see if he comes back, but um, just to include more about the radical stuff, um, I'll continue on to see if he we get this fixed and everything like that. We'll see if Cody gets it resolved. Um, but the International Radical Rod Drive-Off, um, it was, I think we had 13 teams, Sam Hard, Oh man, he brought, he took a NASCAR car and he took a 19, I think it was 69 Dodge Charger. One of the ones from Fast and the Furious. It had this little fake supercharger on the roof or on the hood. Oh man, it was freaking epic. He cut the two apart and actually was able to make one entire car out of it. And hey. he called it the NAS Charger. Oh, right. got you back. <laughs> I was Sweet. gone I was, a few seconds, but... <laughs> I was just telling him about Sam Hard's car, the NAS Charger. Yeah. Oh, that thing was that thing was so sweet with the NASCAR mixed with the uh, Dodge Charger, um, the flames shooting out of the exhaust pipe. Yeah. Um, when we when we were actually leaving Great Bend, Kansas, a friend of mine that has a Lambo was out. He came and met us. He was gonna he was gonna cruise with us, and then him and Sam got into it a little bit, and they well, ended up freaking hauling ass down the, the road. Jeremy and Sean and all those guys, you know, just. Well, we see taillights going up the hill and over down their side. It is left. Of course, then we get pulled over, 30 of us. 
Yeah. Oh, that was it was the hilarious because they pulled over the trucks, the trailers, the cars, everybody. Yep. And the sheriff's <laughs> driving by with his phone. Yep. That makes for really good TV when you, you know you pull over thirty vehicles at one time. <coughs> like town cops are super; they were hell of a nice guys. Want to take pictures and you know where we're going and stuff. And then the state troopers come. The state troopers with those flat bills, and they're just like stink eyeing us all. Excessive speeds, traveling. It's like there's thirty vehicles. How are we driving fast? There's thirty people here. Well, you know the three or four split off and run a buck 40 there for a little while. That's where it came from. And then the day of cell phone. So someone on a cell phone called us in and then when we got on the state highway, then we could pull over by the state troopers. And they give us a year full, slow down, excessive speed. Well, we slowed down, but it was still fun. It was a memory. It was making a moment. You know? Oh yeah. yeah. And that's, and that's why I thought it was so much fun to see the two together. And then like them kind of horse playing together. I kind of want to encourage a little bit of that, but not like a lot. And, just the camaraderie, the funness of it, man. It was just, it was an experience that I believe people really need to, even if you just have a street rod, you know, and you yeah. want to come on the drive off, please just come along with us. Yeah. It's so much fun. More the merrier. You know, and I, I Always for me, it's like, I just, I want to come back again this year and like, just drive it. Cause every year we go to SEMA anyways, and it's a nice way to, it was a break to come into SEMA that way. Instead of pushing to the wire, you know, and like normally it's like Friday night, you're finishing the car and you're putting it on a trailer Saturday and then you're cleaning the car in the booth on Sunday, you yep. know, trying to finish it up and being able to like stretch your legs and relax before the actual moment and take a cool mm -hmm. drive with a bunch of fun people before you're stressed at the, at the actual event. You know, mm -hmm. it was like, it's a whole your new view of it. Up to you. When you get there, your sponsors are loving you because now you can do your stand by your vehicle. You just said you drove in 1,500 miles. Well, the sponsors are just loving that. We're good proving grounds for vehicles that go into SEMA. If they got a new product they want to be tested, hell, contact us. I mean, we'll put them on some very neat vehicles and drive the wheels off the shit, and they'll beat the crap out of the stuff all the way to Vegas and prove their product. Then they could stand there and say, I, my product was driven here. That means a lot in our industry, I believe. You know. Drive them. Yeah, it's and that's and that's where I think it got to the point of so many trailer queens, and it was it was just not as much fun. You know what I mean? It was like it lost the magic. Like I kept building cars that kept getting put on trailers, yep. and it started making my heart hurt. And it was like well, you guys came up with radical. Like when I had when I finished Norma Jean because she was a trailer, you know, and like I ended up talking to you guys, and I was like, well, shit. I'd love to drive a car to SEMA. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's hilarious. Yep. What a novel you know? idea. Build a car and drive it. And, you know, that's what Gene said. He goes, wow, you, you're bringing back hot rodding is what it is. I mean, you're actually driving the cars. You know, it got to a, a, a wallet fest is what it was. Who had the biggest wallet that showed up at SEMA? Who outspent the other guy in their vehicle? And that's, hate to say it, that's what lands, you know, in Battle of Builders top 10 is mega money. The guys that are one in my event, there's some money involved, but it's nothing like what's involved in Battle of Builders because, you know, we're down to earth guys and these guys are landing sponsors and, you know, building it on their own wallet and sponsors product. So there's no I, blank check. So I so wish Jacob would have had, been able to get his running and driving in time. Yeah. He wouldn't have had all those water floods and all that kind of crap. Because yeah. if he would have been able to drive that, because he ended up, wasn't he top 10? I know he made top 40. Yeah, at, at, for Battle of Builders, you bet. 
Yeah, and then he went over. Then he ended up at the Detroit Auto Show, and freaking took it. Yeah, you know, and that's a radical car. Like that is, is. that was a Gremlin cut in the middle, weird as hell. Narrow built to drive. Chat front end out there. Yeah, it was cool. It did a really nice job for a Gremlin. People think too. Scratch your head. It's like why? Look at it. It hasn't been done. You know how many fifty-seven Chevys need to see the same way again? Let's drag in some vehicles that have been overlooked. They're kind of maybe quirky or butt ugly, but when the guy puts a radical twist on them, brings them alive. You know, and you're one of one, and you're one of something that's never been built. You got it. So, see, that's why I was curious how you feel about electrical. You know, about building the Tesla-powered Camaro. I was like, is that radical or is that like more off in La La Land? Because everybody I've talked to keeps telling me, "Don't do it." Well, nobody else has it. That's what we want built. That's a lot of our, when we ask people, what do you, what do you plan on building? Send us rendering. Well, it's another three window that isn't modified really, or something like that. We want stuff that is pushing the limits, cut, whatever, electric that hasn't been done yet that I know of. So hell yeah, that's radical. Now I know the paint job is going to be radical because we're doing dragon scales on it ah, and okay. we're going to make it look three dimensional. So as you drive in the sun, it's going to move. Ooh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> cool. I want to bring back some 70s. I want that flare. That I'm tired of wraps. I want to show that airbrushing is better than a wrap. Uh, by far. So I want to, I want to, I've got Michelle Rowe in to help me do it. And we're going to lay down some of the sickest graphics I can come up with. Oh, hell yeah. And that'll be some fun. That'll be, that'll be like my little radical twist on it too. But I play. I want to drive her on the radical drive off too. I want to try and do it on one battery charge. I'm going to have a second charge there, but I want to try and do it on one shot. Can you do 1,500 miles on one push? Can it, I, I, I? I think I can do a thousand, but I want to see how we can how I can push the battery technology in the car because I get to put the batteries wherever I want, so huh. I can kind of move them. And I want to put the weight in the right places, put it on scales, and put weight where I want it. Yeah. You know, yeah. instead of like. It, like Tesla puts it all on the floor. I want to make a removable battery system because to me, if I have that, I can actually go in and just poof, chuck another set of batteries in. Or if I have batteries that my, you know, like if I want to drive to my cabin and back and it's like a day's drive, I can either charge the car or I can just swap real quick. Mm -hmm. I wonder how that's going to work. Remember what in 19, we had, what was it? Six degrees or whatever the hell it was the very first morning, black ice cold. So, you know, thinking that cold is probably going to take more battery power. Also, you would think, Although I'm not, you know, I'm I guess not up on battery technology with new lithiums and all that. If cold really affects them or not, I don't really know. And granted, I guess leaving Nebraska, we wouldn't have, like I got here 26 and below. We're not going to have any of that extreme, I hope, you know. Down into the down teens, I think we had last time, so. Well, I know I, I know the day we left when I was driving Empathy, like it was, oof, like my breath was freezing on the windshield. I didn't put a heater in it. We had black ice and everything else all over the highway. It was bad. It was cold. You know, it's the first time out of, what, five years that we've landed bad weather. And it wasn't like it was – we just woke up to it. It already was happening. The black ice was there, so we didn't drive really in drizzle, but it was just crappy in the mornings we got up, and then it did nothing melted off until noon. So it was pretty hairy until the sun got out and cut the roads clean. And then we beat feet then, made some time. But otherwise, you know, we hit 40. We come into Tucumcari. And hell, they were backed up 12 miles on 40. You know, the black ice had taken a couple semis and they were in the ditch. And as far as we could see, the traffic was backed up. So weather we actually, does play a big thing. We just in the dug through our pictures 
and uh, we found a bunch of the semis that were torn up. Yep. So we'll probably throw those pictures on this podcast too, because I, I forgot about them when we were looking for pictures of empathy. We saw them all, and I was like, oh yeah, I forgot. Yep. Like that one semi that went off of the bridge. Yeah, that was hairy. I, I was like, holy cow, because I couldn't believe like there was no other way he got where he was. Mm-hmm. I'm nuts. <laughs> now it, like then. I don't mean to keep pushing the radical stuff, but I mean, it was just for me, it was so much fun. The builders like Sean Putz. I mean, the car he built was just beyond belief to me. Like when he put the fenders on backwards on the front, like I got where he was going straight up. I was like, hell yeah. And so many people went, ah, oh. but then when he was done, they were like, I get it. Uh-huh. He did you a know? lot of stuff in that with LS and everybody thought it was a Hemi. You know, he fooled a lot of people. And then the hydraulic ride at any height with full suspension travel. Once you see hydraulics, people are like, well, that thing's got to ride like shit. Well, it's still on Olin's gas shock controlled by hydraulic ram so he can adjust his ride height and still keep full travel. That there was the ticket for me that actually pushed him into the winter circle, I think, because he did something that hadn't been done before. You know, not just the body work. He did a hydraulic system with a gas shard shock and full travel i mean that hadn't been done before that i'd seen so that's I, I i just love how weird sean is like the his thought process on everything you can't if you go through his car there's about 50 or 60 things that you can say that's unique that's unique mm-hmm. even his seat yeah like his seat inside the car I, I talked to him on the phone yesterday and because i'm gonna have him help me a little bit on the camaro because he's not busy this year you know only building <laughs> a new shop and everything else, you know, cause he's not in the, you know, <laughs> but I'm going to steal a little bit of his time, but I, I've had the, I've had the, the ability to go visit Sean down at his house. And I saw a table he made like a kitchen table. He made that is just out of this world. And he's yep. just a weird dude. And that's what he's, makes Sean so amazing is that he's just so weird. He's got, yeah. He looks at things a little different. That seat in his car was a pressure point seat. The only place that touched you, is where the pressure points are when you sat. So you looked at the thing. I was like, that's got to just suck to sit in that thing. But when you actually got in it, it hit the pressure points for him. It was off a little bit for me, but I mean, it was very unique. I mean, people just like, he rode, he drove this car with that seat in. It's like, yeah. But oh, and I, lo- I loved on the drive off watching him and his wife get out of the car. And he, because he had that giant supercharger on there and he'd have, you do a little tuning here or there, you know, check to make sure everything's good and just check everything over. But that's some of my favorite memories is like the smoke coming off him and his wife, both there with the car, getting it warmed up, getting it ready. And just seeing that car actually, and just knowing that he's going to be driving it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Cause that was so exciting for me just to see the cars on the road. You know, like you saw like something as crazy as dirty money, an old bank with a big old diesel motor on the road. And as crazy as something Sean had on the road. Nope. It was like, wow. It's like, those are just, it was like a moment in time that you'd never get to see them again. You know, those vehicles are never going to be in the same place nope. at the same time, probably never again and cruise down the road like that. Made history. Exactly. And it was, and it's so much fun. And the, like the people that drove past us, that was some of my favorite stuff is the people that drove past you and they were taking pictures and recording. Yep. And, you know, everybody had such an enjoyment as we went. And it was like a parade across the U.S. Yeah. That's literally what it is, too, a parade of like-minded people going from point A to point B and having a hell of a good time as we do it. Yeah, and that's why I want to encourage more people into that. 
But let's get back into your car history. So you said it was a 70, or what was it again? Your 71 first car. El Camino. Very first car was a 71 El Camino. So is that where you took your driving test in? Tell you the truth, I don't remember what I took my driving test even in. I think my dad's <laughs> LTD. I'm pretty sure it was his LTD. Big 76. LTD. We just, we just posted that up the other day, because or today. It was something I thought of. I was like, man, I took my driving test in an 89 Astro. I was like, that's that's not impressive. <laughs> no. Well, like me right now, you know, I'm driving a freaking minivan. I haven't had a rod since uh, 2016. I sold my one I the 35 Chevy I built for Rat Rod magazine. I took that to SEMA. I came home and left the magazine. I got that in payment for my shares. And I that was the last car I've owned. Otherwise, I've just been building cars. I hate to say it, that's I need something to drive again. I got a lot of shit to build. I just, I'm so busy with customer stuff that I can't get to it. So, well, that's what it always ends up being because most of us are builders. And that's why that drive off was kind of special. You know what I mean? Like, it was like yeah. we actually got to enjoy them. Like, I was upset you guys were in a van. I thought that was lame. Well, that was sponsored with us. And we try haul all of our, all of our garb, our shirts, and all that stuff that needs to come with us. We were, you know, drove rats before we took Patrick's car down, but literally we'd have to empty the car every night because we couldn't lock it up. You know, we got a couple thousand dollars worth of shirts with and garb and just stickers and everything. You got to unload the vehicle every night because everyone's checking out the car. Well, as soon as they see the car's unlocked, you get a monkey crawling in there, still don't have your shirts. So we lucked out with high, uh, Halfway Motors out of uh, Thunder Bay. It's sponsored with a brand new Nissan van, and they put a wrap on it for us. So, I mean, we're getting a free van to go to Vegas and back. That's okay. not bad. I appreciate it. No, and it can't be that at all. I still think you should be in a rat. <laughs> I think so too. Um, if this does go network, I will lead the event with something I built. We got a Harley Earl prototype car that's been on the back builder here forever. I'm waiting for the guy who actually is building the first one. He'd seen a prototype back in the day that in 55 that never been built, was put into clay and they never built the car. He's been working on this car since 1995. And he's just getting it done, the bodywork done now for me to come over here to paint it in my shop. So that will be going to SEMA also, but I'm going to copy that car again once he's done. We're going to do an LS C5 Corvette suspension, all that. We're going to update it. It's a 55 Chevrolet that looks just like a 56 T-Bird. Oh. It was what Chevrolet was spying on for that hard, that Harley Earl and this, uh, Eric, I think it's Eric Duntoff, I think his name was, they were had a contest to build a prototype car to see who would win. And, and I guess uh, Harley Earl did win it with his uh, Buick LeSabre, the one with the headlight right in the center that flipped. That was prototype. And then this, this 56 or 55 Chevrolet that looked just like a 56 T-Bird was put into clay and never put into a steel car. It's XP 300 was the prototype car's name. They did two Buicks, two Oldsmobiles and two Pontiacs. And they never made the Chevrolet version of it. And this guy here is doing the Chevrolet version. So it'll be interesting. Oh, that's pretty guys cool. A Tri-5 that looks like a freaking T-Bird. A 55 Chevy looks like a T-Bird. People are going to stand there and scratch their head and go, what the hell is that? Well, did Chevy steal that? Or did Ford steal that from Chevy? Or did Chevy steal that from Ford? It's well, it's even neat. like how when the first Corvette kind of came out, it, it was very T-Bird-esque. The first Corvettes. Well, that's what that, that car, that 55 that XP300 was right in with the vet. They were deciding which one they were going to produce. 
In the I was going to say, if, it, if they were going that direction, I'm a Corvette freak. Like, I don't know if yeah. you remember. Like, and that to me, like, sounds like an early vet. So if you, I might need a copy of that mold. There was a bunch <laughs> of, uh, well, like I said, that was up against the Corvette. And that's why I was told that the Corvette only came with a six cylinder two speed power glide the very first year because they were really debating them two back and forth, which one they were going to mass produce. And of course, the Corvette won. And then the history is all laid out after that, you know, history of the Corvette. Might have, I might have to talk to you later about getting a copy of that mold or just getting a copy because I would I'd, I'd like to Tesla power one. I'm on this electric kick. Okay. Like because I'm I'm gonna be going to Europe and uh, we're gonna be making a Tesla like wrecker. I'm working with a company called Arch Nook that makes coat hangers and we want to do something completely different. And I'm I'm so about these Teslas now. And like uh, to me it's like zero to sixty in two seconds. That that's epic. That's crazy. Mm, and, that's crazy fast. If you're into speed, you should totally be into it. Like I, I'm a nitro guy, horsepower, you know. But yep. you, you, you start spitting out numbers like that, and I'm looking like that's supercar numbers. Yeah, and that's accessible to me, like price wise. I'm like, you're not talking hundreds of thousands of dollars. You're talking like ten grand for a wrecked one. I'm like, yeah. so you could play with that a little bit, and yeah, put it in a Camaro. There you go. I want to do a 32 Ford Roadster because who's going to be the first guy to do it? You have a 32 has been redone how many times? A million yeah, times. Actually. Who's going to be the first one to electric one? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, because if we're going to be the leading edge guys and like I've been, I like electric. It's just fun to me because nobody else is playing with it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like when LS swap started coming out, I was like, oh, it's cool. And then it's like, yeah, it's really accessible. And it's just like a small block shot swap now. Yep. And I'm like, and I start looking back at like after World War II ended, those guys went with what was laying around, you know, when the costs got high. Yeah. You start looking around and they got all these wrecked Teslas and nobody's putting them back on the road because there's no repair facilities. So now you got all these cars piling up, just like the Model A's piled up. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> and it's like, oh, look at all this cheap stuff. Yeah, you could get into that. And like I said, you get to do a specialty market. I mean, these guys, they're going to suck that stuff up. They may not like, everyone thinks electric right away. God, but it's a trade-off for speed. I mean, like I said, zero to 60 in two seconds. That's that's crazy, you know? So when I keep getting the thing, well, it doesn't have a soul. Well, it doesn't have a soul. Well, the Camaro I picked is a car that went off a, went off the pier in Florida. It was a stolen car. And it was, you know, it's been, it's been a part since it went off the, in the ditch or in the water and since 76. Oh, wow. You know, a few people have tried to fix it. You know, it has some crazy rust here and there. To me, that's a car that needs a story. It already has this detailed story. So you yeah. take that and you're bringing that soul back. This car has been in the ocean. It's come out and now it's going to be electric. Just to going off the pier is a pretty cool story. You know, well, exactly. And just, and it's fun when you look at the car uh -huh. or it doesn't. Like, because I, I had to look up articles to find it. And I finally, I found the article, but I can't find a picture of it in the article. But like, it's, I, I don't know. I love it. Like, I want to, that's a car that needs a weird life. And that's why I think Tesla is funny. You know, it's like, it's a great way to keep going. Hey, it's still a 69 and I can actually do the grill. You know, everybody makes it growl, like it pointy and when they draw it. Yeah. So it looks meaner. Well, I don't have to have a radiator. So I can actually yeah, do exactly. that. Exactly. Well. <laughs> you can reinvent the wheel, really. I mean, you can do it with the way you want to, because you don't have to follow a roadmap. You're making the roadmap, so yeah. 
Hell yeah. That's like we I saw the Tess Londa that was there lat when we did the radical and it was at 19. Um Tess Londa was outside with a lot of the other radical guys. And that was that Honda with the Tesla swap in it mm. from the guy out of Reno. And that thing blew my mind. I'm sitting there just going, did he seriously? Because yep. he took us 70s. I'm like, he I was like, dude, you should have joined with what we were doing. You know? Mm-hmm. And it was I just, and that's where I was like, man, that was, because that kind of where it sparked it in my head, where I was like, this is possible. Nope. Like, guys well, are going to start doing it. Yep. Cutting edge stuff is what's going to really happen. I think electric, like you said, you doing that, that'll, you'll crack open to a whole nother realm of the automotive scene yet that really hasn't been developed. You know? Let's see. I want to start messing around in Europe too, because I want to, I, I don't know why I have this thing where it's like I've done SEMA and now I want to do the, uh, um, the auto show in uh, Geneva. Okay. Like some sort of rat thing. Just like they have such, everything's so pristine and Mercedes and BMW is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. just want to come in and like ruin their day with some like American garbage. The hot rod over in Europe is a real tough thing to do because the emissions, the laws, you're literally going to haul your hot rod. Well, if you hot rod electric, you're right in the emissions already. So they'll have to make new laws to keep you down. See, and I figure it's a good time to kind of mess with them. And I was going to, I'm almost like, I'm wanting to like make a pile of rat rotters and like, let's go play. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Everyone get together and just everyone throw out their best ideas on a table and take the best ones and we'll go with it. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, international, we actually make it an international build off. Let's go attack Geneva. Here you go. <laughs> <Hell yeah. laughs> Just it, to me, it's just like I want to start playing in other realms. Like Australia has a SEMA show, um, yeah. you know. Japan Auto Show is another SEMA show. You know, it's like why can't we go play other places too? I think Dubai did Dubai just bring in SEMA too? Yeah. Now that yeah, would be money up the wazoo over there. But imagine if like, and that's the thing I was looking at was like the emissions for a lot of these countries. You run into it, and that's why I actually kind of was going one liter and started to look other things like for fun. But like the electric is just, it's open everywhere. Yeah. You can get away with anything. Yeah. It'd be a good, it'd be somewhere to play that nobody, you know, there's no rules yet. So a guy could probably get away with a hell of a lot until, you know, they started regulating shit out of you. But I mean, you'd get a good shit six, eight years until they pile the laws on top of you, I would figure. Well, and it's, it runs zero to 60 in two seconds. And that's what Tesla's tune. What, ha- what happens when you get some of these dorks and they're starting to mess with like all the numbers and all that and start yeah. pulling other stuff? They start hyper tuning the thing, you know? Who knows? Putting what little chips in them. And... There. <laughs> you know, yeah. they, they could be exactly. seeing some two seconds. Well, it'll be somewhere but... fun to play, that's for sure, because like I said, it's a new playground. So, so what was. Okay, we go. You had your you had your El Camino. What car did you get after that? Like, let's go through your car history because I love doing that with guys because it's fun, like reminiscent old cars. Um, nope, I'm breaking up here. Uh, you look good to me so far. My second. Nope. Am I going there yet? It says internet connection unstable here right now, but I still got phone. Uh, my second vehicle, El Camino again. <laughs> Seventy-eight El Camino though. <laughs> Oh, I, I bought a seventy-eight with a with an HO three fifty four speed in it. It was fun for what it was. The, that would have Bankers been the kid headlight. ordered the thing. 
Nope, 78 was a single I had like that yet. First year, Malibu Classic style. Oh, so that was the first year of the square nose. I think I lost right. you. Or you froze. Oh, you're you're back. You froze. You're frozen on the screen, but I can hear you. Oh, there you are. You hear me? Yep, I got you. Uh, internet's internet's going crazy again. <laughs> so, like, and that, I like what you're saying. That was the that was the first gift. No, my second thing. one was a '78 El Camino. The banker's kid ordered it with a HO three fifty. Oh, I think I lost it now. It was just premonition to it coming. <laughs> but like we said, like if we can't get him back on, um, he was going over uh, his uh, second car. I think it was a 78 El Camino is what he was talking about. Um, I'll continue talking about some of the uh, the radical stuff. Is uh, I, I don't mean to keep harping. It was so much fun and being able to, to cruise with those guys was so blessed. It was so awesome. Like I mentioned dirty money, um, dirty money was an old bank. I, I have to ask him what it was, but that thing weighed. I don't even know. It was outrageous. We put it on my dad's three place trailer on a one ton dually or one ton truck. And it made the trailer squat. Like it was, and he was right on the axles. It was nuts. Cause we put mine in front and then put his right on the axles. And it was basically a bank with a full-size, like, old-school semi-truck diesel. And then I, oh, man, I can't remember that cab. That cab was sweet. It wasn't an REO. Um, I'll have to post pictures when we post this online. It was, that was another real beauty of a vehicle. Um, another one was uh, Lanny's. He had a sweet little, oh. See, and this is where I need pictures. I didn't even review any of those pictures. Um <laughs> Oh, a one oh boy. Oh, uh, Lanny <laughs> had a maple leaf. Would have been a yeah. Chevrolet. Yeah. Um, what, like a 36-ish right there? Yeah, he had all that welding gear on the back. The thing was so cool. Yeah, I mean, I wish Lincoln would have stepped up because I told him right now, this guy's going to have an a, a antique Lincoln welder on the back of his rig. You know, it's a welding rig. Lanny uses that as his company vehicle to go out and weld on pipelines and shit. I mean, it's crazy. Was you? Yeah, that was kind of fond, fond build for me because he used that Cadillac back end. And when I was with Rat Ron Magazine, that's what I did. I was using back ends of cars on my rats. It's kind of started a little crazy. When he showed up on that, I was like, "Cool!" You know, something I did actually stuck in the scene, and it's getting copied. So it's kind of neat. Made me all warm and fuzzy. I, I laughed at it because I was like, it made me remind, remember some of the beginning of the Rat Rod days. Yeah, you know, some of that stuff. Um, and, and I was talking about dirty money when we had lost you. Uh, Mike has told us it was diamond T. I couldn't remember what it was like yeah. his pickup for dirty money. Yeah. And we hauled that thing out on the trailer back here to Kansas for him. Yeah. And that thing was heavy. It's a bank vault truck. Oh. Bankroll. They come and pay at the mines with that. That's pretty cool. A mobile bank. Who would have thunk it? You know? Now he said Lanny's was a 37. 37. Um, yeah, what was the the guys from Louisiana? Um, can't remember what was their names. Like they were epic. They had the six cylinder with the supercharger off the side. Oh, I lost Brian again. He'll say it, but that was that was another one of my favorites. That one going down the road had such a sweet sound in the exhaust that uh, he, he basically had lakeside pipes, and it was 
I don't know. It just had that had this awesome bellow with the supercharger and the straight six. I think it was like a two thirty five straight six. But that was sweet going down the road. That was another fun team. There was a lot of a lot of great guys that went on that cruise. Like a lot of cool cars. Um, like I was mentioning earlier, Sam's was awesome to see down. Sam's would shoot a flame out of the tailpipe, about six eight inches, and it was that was pretty wild. Like you get next to him, and you pop 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 Um, And then the cool thing about Sean's was he actually ran all eight pipes out to the outside. Um, and he had eight light, like basically eight lakes, lakeside pipes. So, and that was, that was pretty sick to see. Um, and I'm trying to remember who else was on like the cars that those are the ones that stick out most in my mind. Oh, uh, one of the ones that didn't make the whole drive with us had the chains on it. I loved his chain fenders. That thing was, that thing was naughty. Um, I have to find pictures of that. I can't remember the name of the team. But that thing was, he showed up and seen, I think it was Old Smokey or something like that. But it, it had some, the coolest fenders I'd ever seen. The time that guy took to lay the chains out and to make the actual fender shapes, almost like original, but like real stylized, it, it was pretty sick. So, I'm not sure if we're going to get Brian back or not. And I know y'all don't want to listen to me hammer on for hours because I'm pretty boring. <laughs> But if we, like I said, if we can't get him on, we'll wait till better weather. He was telling me about 40 below up there is what they had the other day. He said it was like only like nine below right now. And I was like, oh, no, that's bad, dude. I know he's having trouble with the Internet and stuff up there. But uh, I was trying to remember the other another one of the names of one of the other team guys. And I was. uh I can't remember. I, one of my favorite memories, though, is when we were running out there and uh, Sam had his dad with him and his dad had like this old cowboy hat and they come rolling up. And I think it was Troy's minivan that they borrowed and they would come rolling up next to the group. And you'd see you see Derek hanging out outside of the truck with a camera. And you'd, oh, uh, I think it was Carl too. Carl, because Carl Bauman was there, too. You'd see one of those two guys just leaning outside of the van, just trying to catch all this cool footage. And it was pretty cool. Sam's got some, I'll have to put links up for Sam's page. Sam's got some um, cool stuff on that. And then I'll actually uh, repost the interviews I did up there with Sam. Um, Sam had me on his little uh, Hard Up Garage show. And it was pretty awesome getting to chat with him again. I look forward to meeting him again and hanging out. Um, I don't think we're going to get Brian back. So I think he's probably having some internet issues. We'll give him a couple more minutes. Um, something that we've been working on that um, I kind of mentioned a little bit with Brian is the uh, 69 Camaro we're building. Uh, we decided to go with the Tesla drivetrain. And uh, if you listen to some earlier stuff in the video, like you'll get it here. We kind of plan on doing a little bit of not being naughty, but having a little bit of fun with the uh, fraternity of idiots. I'd like to join that fraternity. So we'd like to do it in EV style and see what we can do. Um, but, and then I want to, we want to roll her up into SEMA. Um, going to be having a lot of fun with that. You'll see a lot more of that coming up real soon. Right now we've got a pickup bed inside the shop that we're getting ready to uh, finish throwing some paint on. And then empathy, we've got her in for breaks and we're going to be getting clear coat put on her and finish up a few little things and 
well, I say little things like it needs door latches. Like it kind of has barn door latches on it right now, and that's not really safe. <laughs> so I got to put some bear claw latches in her and uh, get her rolling down the road and get her freaking cooking. So, but we have all that coming up in the future, and you'll see a lot of that more coming in our dailies. Um, we're going to start working harder on that and get it kicking. But yeah, it doesn't look like we're going to get Brian back. But let's. I'm waiting for Cody to give me a thumbs up, thumbs down. But I thank you all guys for tuning in and everything like that. So I thank you guys for tuning in and everything like that. We're trying to keep a lot of these going, having a lot of fun with them, getting to talk with our friends. We got Bill Copeland on next week. Um, he used to work with Ed Big Daddy Roth. He draws the Roth style drawings. He's been doing t-shirts since the 60s. Um, he's a, I got to visit him out in California. He was a great guy just to chill out and hang out with. And, uh, I really look forward to chatting with him. Um, and then, like I said, we'll probably have Brian back on the week after. And, uh, if you guys have anybody you want me to chat with, let me know. I've got a bunch lined up that I have looking forward to. Um, I'm hoping to put a, I put a message out to Mia Tedesco. So if anybody at PRP is listening, I'm trying to get, be fun to have Mia on. Um, but she's a, she was a drag racer. I got to watch her go up. And I've been thinking about it since Jim Sankowitz was on. Um, she, I got to watch her go from junior to literally watching her on TV racing. And that's just amazing to be able to watch a kid grow up in that and, like, just embrace it and just fully rock it. It's fun to see that excitement. So, but thank you guys for tuning in. And I think we're going to call it. Oh, yeah, I think we're going to call it. So we'll have Brian on again. I think he said he'll be available for that. We knew this might happen. So thank you guys so much. And uh, we'll have, have him back on. So love you guys. Peace.